Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray. And I am Carrie Hawker Diaz. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Great to see everyone at home. I'm just picturing you listening because this <laughs> one's this one's a little different. We haven't done these yet before. I am really excited because today we are getting to know our very own Carrie Hawker Diaz just a little bit better, just a smidge better. So you are being interviewed, Carrie. How does that feel? Here we go. We will. I mean, I, I, I'm answering anything and everything. And this is like exciting for me because I, when I started the show, I leaned on you so much, Carrie, to give me, you know, interviewing tips and things like that. So now I'm putting your advice to the test by interviewing you. Oh, you're so nice. You're, you're doing awesome. <laughs> it's so crazy because I, you and I actually met on the show. On the show. But yes. I feel like we've known each other for years. It feels like every once in a while you like bump into someone that you just click with. Mm-hmm. And that was you and I, Carrie. Mm-hmm. We've was, been friends for years and just didn't know it. I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you actually, some of the hosts on the show, getting to know you a little bit better, you knew before the show. In fact, when you met David, this is a really interesting story. So yeah. talk to us about this. So David and I knew each other, I want to say maybe 15 years ago, like 2006, seven. Okay. gosh, is that 15 years? 2007 era, um, I was dating, I was dating somebody else. Um, and then David was married already to his beautiful wife, Valerie. And we went on a double date. And it was so fun to get to know them. And um, so David and I have been friends for that long on and off, um, just through a double date, through somebody I dated in the past. So I love it. You know, if that was the good thing that came out of dating that guy that I got to meet David early, then then great. Because that was not a good relationship. So at least there was that. You know, and you're being honest. I think we've all had those where you look back and you're like, did I date that person? Yeah. And you're like, well, I learned something from it. Yeah. That was my entire 20s. You just described my entire 20s. I had to date all the red flags, all of, you know, the... It's just funny to me because I think of, I got that all out of the way before I met my now husband, Nick, um, and we were married. And uh, so I, I got that out of the way in my 20s, which is a good thing. And Nick is absolutely awesome. We love him. He's so, he. you know what? You two are like this power couple. You are both absolutely wonderful. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. He's, he's I'm very, very lucky to have him in my life. We will be married 10 years this year, which is crazy. That's a decade, Carrie. You've been married for a decade. That's really weird. And we've dated for three years before that. So we, um, so it's funny story. Nick and I knew each other. We met in an acting class. Uh Um, I was 22. He was 21. Um, I was married at the time to somebody else. Uh And um, we stayed friends through, throughout. Um, I got divorced when I was 24 and um, Nick and I dated a little bit, and then he moved away, went to an acting school in California, and then we ran into each other on a movie set when uh, in about 2009 and started dating and kind of never looked back. So our, our journey wasn't quite, we weren't ready for each other until, you know, 2009, I would say. You and I have a very similar story, Carrie, and I am grinning just ear to ear. I know you guys can't see my grin, but I am <laughs> grinning because that is... Such a precious story. And you mentioned acting. We've talked about acting a little bit on the podcast before with you. How did you get into acting, Carrie? When did that start? Have you always loved doing that? You know, I, so my sister and I growing up, we always danced. So I was on drill team. My sister was a cheerleader. We danced since we were like three or four years old. We were always on stage performing. And then we were in plays here and there. Same girl, same. And, you know, just (laughs) always had that like bug for it that they say, you know. Mm -hmm. 
But um, I didn't actually start taking acting classes until after I went to hair school. So I have my cosmetology license and I still cut my husband's hair. In fact, I gave him a haircut last night. Um, I still do a little bit, but um, I never really practiced much with my license. And right towards the end, when I was graduating, I started taking some acting classes from Mm -hmm. a friend of mine and I just fell in love with it. And I got an agent. Um, My first role that I booked actually was in a movie called The Crow 4 and um, I was so excited because there were some big names in there. Um, Danny Trejo was in there uh-huh. um, from Con Air. Uh-huh. You know Danny. Um, Tara Reid, Tito Ortiz, um, David Boreanz. So it was just like, you know, a, a good cast. And I, I and had so this part. You were just over the moon excited. I was so excited because this was my first, my first part. Uh-huh. And um, I was hired to be a pregnant bride in this scene. And That's a very specific role. It was very specific, <laughs> and there was like a, there was like a fight scene. So we had choreographed uh-huh. all of the, um, we mapped out the scene, we choreographed everything, I rehearsed, and then the day before I was to film my scene, they cut the part, oh, and that happens. That happens pain. a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. So um, I learned early on that. This kind of how the business goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I signed, ended up signing with an agency after that. And so I started in movies and commercials. That was right. kind of my first introduction into this industry when I was 20. Mm-hmm. And um, I love movies. I, I, I do miss working on movie sets. I feel very at home at, on movie sets. Um, and you've been on some pretty epic movie sets. I'm just saying. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I I have. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I've been I've been very fortunate. Ocean's 13, is that the one you were on? Yeah. So, I um spent a couple summers in LA um with my best friend Natalie and we were both auditioning for different things and um I had had lines in movies and things. So, kind of once you establish that, yeah. You like to continue to have lines in movies, but they were looking for extras which you're still in it, you're still right. in the in the movie, um, you're just kind of background and whatever they need. Um, they were hiring extras for Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this would be a really cool project to be a part of if I could get on this set to be able to sit back and watch everyone work and yeah, see how it all goes. I mean, you've got Brad Pitt, you've got George Clooney, you've uh-huh. got Matt Damon. Like, mm-hmm. that is a star-studded cast, and you have Carrie Hawker-Diaz. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> little, little, little Carrie Hawker-Diaz. But I ended up booking it. And I filmed for two, two and a half weeks, I think, in L.A. So the set was um, on the Burbank lot in uh, California. And if you've seen Ocean's 13, there's a bunch of casino scenes. And um, they built the casino on a set so the earthquake that happens in there, Uh they could rig it. So they had control of it. Right, right, right. And so every morning, I feel like it was like 5 a.m., maybe 4 a.m., we would park in a parking lot far away from the set and we would all get on a bus uh-huh. and they would bus us over to Burbank Studios and then they had a big warehouse that they would um, have the extras hanging out in. And um, sometimes, well, it depends on the budget, but the budget's pretty good for Ocean's 13, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the names that are in it, I would assume, <laughs> and if they're making their own earthquakes, I'm thinking the budget was pretty big. It's pretty big. <laughs> so they were able to dress us even. So uh-huh. what we were in was like high-end dresses, like gowns, for the casino scene. Fancy. And so they dressed us head to toe, jewelry, everything. And then we had like our own lockers, I remember. So we could like, you know, leave everything when we went home. But um, when you're an extra, you are, I mean, just being on a movie set period is just a long day because 
it's just, it could be 12, 14 hour days and it's just a lot of waiting around. Jeez. Oh, hurry up and wait. Hurry That's up the and name wait. of the game I've heard. Yeah. So we, um, we were on the set with all of these casino tables, right? Blackjack tables. And you had, they were all real. And so we had so much downtime. So all the extras, we would just kind of gamble and play around <laughs> and learn and have fun. And um, my scene, I was lucky enough to be put right in the, there was a smaller scene with Brad Pitt and George Clooney uh-huh. and a girlfriend and I that I met there. And we, if you blink, you can, you can, you'll miss me, but I am in the scene right before the earthquake starts. Right. George Clooney is talking to somebody and I'm uh-huh. behind him in a silver dress. And right, um, everyone, you heard it in that scene. She's behind George Clooney in a silver, in dress. A silver dress. Don't blink. Pause. Pause. <laughs> we couldn't take pictures. We couldn't. We weren't allowed to bring our phones on set. Um, Brad Pitt it was right around the time when he and Angelina Jolie, all that was coming out, and uh, so he was very um, quiet, kind mm-hmm. of kept to himself. And we were told that you weren't allowed to approach anybody on set. We uh-huh. weren't allowed to approach George or Al Pacino was on uh-huh. set. Um, but if they talked to you, you could talk to them. And George Clooney was hilarious and exactly <laughs> what you think. He was playing jokes on everyone. And um, it was a really, it was one of my most favorite memories of being on a set. It was a really cool set to see how it all works. I love that. What was the thing you think you learned the most from being on that set? Ooh. Um, kind of that anything is possible. I never thought that I would be involved in such a big project. And even though I just had a tiny, tiny, I mean, I didn't have any lines or anything. I'm in it barely. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to think, wow, I was on that set with all those yeah. A-list actors and part of part of something big. Yeah. It was really cool. I always believe j- in yourself, kids. I always joke with you, Carrie, that one day I'm going to be home in my PJs watching the TV, watching Carrie Hucker Diaz walk down the red carpet because <laughs> she's nominated for an Oscar. That's nice. And I will be sitting on the couch, like I said, in my sweats, in a matching set. I'll make sure they're cute. <laughs> I doubt that. I Eating doubt, snacks. Well, and I, I'm not doubting that you would be cute. I'm saying I doubt that I will be doing that, but that would be a cool thing. That would you be very cool. Know. Like you just said, believe in yourself. Yeah. Okay. Carrie, how did you get into what you're doing now? Because you were an actress, you did hair, you're a makeup artist. How did you end up here on Fresh Living? I kept doing movies and commercials, Mm -hmm. and then I started doing a little bit of hosting. Mm -hmm. Um, My agent would book me on, like, you know, just one-day things here and there. Um, And I, uh, before that, I did a, a Hallmark movie called Christmas Angel, Yes, you it. did. It's, it's really cute and really cheesy, but um, it's it's on Hallmark, and um, you can see it every Christmas. And I was really proud of that. That was my biggest role so far. And right after that, I started doing hosting. Uh-huh. And so I would do little little bookings here and there. And then um, I booked a show on a different station. Um, it was like a home remodeling show, and that was my first kind of big hosting role. And then actually Kent Crawford, our general manager of this station – um, after that show ended, he called my agency and said, Hey, um, we're looking for a Ford girl for fresh living. Uh-huh. Um, let's have Carrie come audition and let's have her see how it works. And so before I was even ever a host on fresh living, this is back in the days, um, with previous hosts, uh-huh. I would bring a Ford truck or a Ford car, or whatever on fresh living just for a segment. And I would show off the car yeah. and then go home. So I would maybe do one or two of those a month. Yeah. And then, um, slowly I, um, I'm trying to think the next, I think Kent had me sit down and see if I would be interested in, in, uh, working here part-time. 
And then I did uh, Friday Night Rivals, which is our high school football. Love it. Had no idea what I was doing. Not any idea. <laughs> She's just keeping it real, people. That is one thing to know about Carrie. It's always real. I will keep it real. You just, sometimes in life, you just figure it out. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you just do it and you'll figure it out. And I was texting my husband during, like, the game, um, during high school football. And I would say, okay. And he'd watch from home and he'd go, okay, you should ask this. Like, he would help me figure out what questions I was asking the players and the coaches. Anyway. So, um, part-time and then moved to full-time at the station. I've been here 10 years this year. Just as long as you've been married. Yeah. A decade. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think how long I've been on the, on Fresh Living. It was, um, 2017. I started on the show right after I had Amelia, my baby. I love that. Okay. So speaking of Amelia, you, she is your pride and joy. Amelia, I always, I joke with you about this too, but it's not really a joke. I'm serious. I truly believe Amelia is going to change the world because I have never met a little girl that is more confident, more passionate, just has such a joy for life than your little Amelia. She is so much cooler than I will ever be. She is like, I I look at her, she's six now. She just turned six. um, And she is empathetic. She is smart. She is hilarious. She has so much energy. She is so entertaining. She's just that person that has what you'd say, like the it factor. Mm -hmm. She's just somebody that you're drawn to that anyone who has a conversation with her just falls in love with her. Um, and she's sassy. She will tell you how she feels the other day when she turned six, my dad had said to her, you know, Amelia, you can actually say now, if someone asks you that you're six as of today, you're a six year old. And she said, well, is it any of their business? <laughs> See, Amelia, I always say, I'm like, well, she's my best friend because and she, she loves you. She sends me makeup videos. She sends me videos. I was sick um, several weeks ago and she sent me a video wanting to know my symptoms. Yep. You guys cannot see, but I'm currently wearing a Snuggie that <laughs> Amelia chose for me for Christmas. She is someone who is truly so amazing. So what advice, Thank you. there are so many moms out there who are trying to juggle it all. And you have this beautiful little girl. You do so amazing at your job. How do you do it, Carrie? Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Um, I don't feel like I do it well every day. And I think the key to trying to juggle it all is know that you're not going to always succeed juggling it. And some days I'll get home and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I have this great plan and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then the night gets away from us and she misbehaves or does something. And and then the end of the night, we're putting her to bed. And then I go sit on the couch and I just cry mm-hmm. thinking, wow, I wasn't present with her. I was on my phone. I was, I disciplined her maybe a little bit harder than I should have. And that guilt is so real. But I think how I, and six years into this now with her, I think forgiving yourself and knowing that tomorrow is a different day and tomorrow is new and you you're literally just doing the best that you can and none of us know exactly how to parent perfectly and um you're keeping them alive you're doing a great job (laughs) and tomorrow's a new day I think that's beautiful advice even if you don't have kids is you're doing the best you can and tomorrow is a new day and speaking of that, you we actually have a podcast that you guys um, can check out um, after you listen to this one. You opened up a little bit after your depression after having Amelia. Yeah, I had never really experienced depression until mainly after I had Amelia. And it was um, postpartum, absolutely. And I 
fell into this deep hole of what am I doing and, and who am I? And, you know, the, the best way I can describe depression for me is I knew in my mind that I was blessed with a healthy child, um, an amazing job, great friends, amazing family members, but I wasn't, I couldn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it. And everything seemed like it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. And there, um, there were times when I thought, is there, is there a way out of this? I, I didn't know. Cause it's, it's hard to know where to turn. It absolutely is. Um, and there is a way. And the, the, what I did is I just started talking with people because I think it feels better to know you're not alone in a way. And we don't talk about these kind of things enough, I, in my opinion. So um, I try to talk about it more often and know that you aren't alone. And there are so many resources out there to help you, whether it's therapy, whether it's medication, whether it's change in lifestyle and exercising. And there's so many answers. And I dive into that a lot um, in our depression podcast. Yes. And so definitely check that out. Yeah, it was beautifully done, and I loved how vulnerable and open you were with it because that is something that so many people needed to hear, Um, and that's the first step is opening up, talking about it, so people just don't feel so alone. Thank you. I think one of the greatest things we can do in this life is to let people know that they are not alone and that they are loved. It's hard. Life is hard, whether you're a parent, whether you're just single dating, whether you're you know, an empty nester, whether you're, it's, it's hard. So let's, let's do it together and, and share our struggles because it, it, it feels better when you're kind of flying that. Like I, I think of like a flock of birds mm-hmm. when you're flying together, you can do more. I think that's beautiful. And Carrie, you have this for those who have come on the show, who have met you, those who are just listening to this and know you, or those who are listening and feel like they know you, you have a natural confidence about you. You're confident. You do things so well. What advice would you give to someone who is probably, you know, wondering, how do I get that confidence? Where does she get that from? What do I do to get that? And I know that's a heavy question, but that's something that people see you and like, look at what she has. Mm -hmm. That is just this elegant type of confidence. How does someone get that? That's so nice of you. And that's not every day, trust me. (laughs) And I, I grew up not very confident. I grew up being bullied. I grew up um, not feeling great about myself. That's why I got married in the first place when I was 20. I was going to say, who bullied you? Well, I, I want to have a word with them. <laughs> there were a few, but I've moved, I've moved past that in therapy. I highly suggest it. Um, but it's not, thank you. That's not that way every day. And I think um, the key to how I got away from that um, is just life's experiences um, I've made some really bad choices. My first marriage, bad choice. I learned from that. Um, so I think life's experiences will, will help you build confidence in yourself. And also knowing that a lot of us do this in our minds. We tell us these stories all the time that we're not good enough, that we're, you know, like, why, why me? Why that? And those are all lies. So if you can get out of your head and know that those thoughts will happen probably just anyways, but know that they're not true. Um, because it's sometimes a daily battle to feel that confidence. I I don't know why I'm over here getting so emotional. Oh. Because those thoughts, those thoughts are liars. That's anxiety talking. Mm-hmm. And I think that is absolutely beautiful advice, Carrie. This has been one of the most fun podcasts I have had. If you watch our bloopers <laughs> on Fresh Living, you can see how not normal I am. We, and 
We it's love fun. you for it, Carrie. Thank I'm right you. there with you with our TikToks. We happen to think we're hilarious with our TikToks. And sometimes, I'm sure those of you out there who are content creators come across this. You work so hard on a TikTok and you're like, yeah, that one's hilarious. Then maybe like three people watch it. Mm-hmm. And Carrie and I are like, well, we thought that was some of our funnest work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You should you should check out our TikTok page because we we do think we're funny and and maybe you will too. Yeah, there you go. All right, Carrie, you know how this works. The I'm, fresh five at the end of the podcast, I ask you a random five questions. All right, number one, what motivates you? Oh, my daughter, my daughter, absolutely. My daughter motivates everything I do. Yeah, my little girl, sweet Amelia. She mm-hmm. is such a rock star. She one of my favorite videos of her ever is when she was running around saying she was the queen. Yep. I hope she has that confidence forever and always. <laughs> I hope to foster that for her, too. I hope she does, too. Yeah. All right, number two. If you could live in any TV show or movie, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Like, be on it? Be on the show? No, you're, like, living in it. So you, you're you not even a character. It's like that whole world, you are part of it. You're living in it. And I'll let you choose a TV show or a movie, one or the other. You know what? I have to go with Goonies. <laughs> That's a very stressful situation. I literally thought I was a Goonie when I was a kid. That was my favorite movie, and I wanted to treasure hunt, and I wanted to find pirate ships. So that's what I would live I love right it. now. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You had to mention pirates. Johnny Depp is your crush, and I know how you feel about Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Any superpower. Oh, my gosh. I would. I would. Is time jumping a thing? Superpower? Like, yeah, that controlling time. I think that's cool. Okay. I would time jump. I would go back to times and places that, that I miss. I would time jump. I love that. Okay. So what is a talent that you wish you had? And this is going to be hard for you. I wish I could sing. I, I love singing and I do it not well, but um, I wish I could sing. That's- I was going to say... You sang today, and our producer made it a point to talk to you in your she IFB did. and she tell made, you it was good. She made me feel really well. So, Mackenzie, thank you so much for making me feel kind of talented in singing. But I wish I, I wish I could sing. I, I think I look at people that are on stage singing, and they blow me away. wish I could sing. And so that brings me to my next question, which I'm pretty sure I know the answer to. But for our audience, what is your favorite song that you could listen to over and over again? Mm. Should we say it together on the count of three? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. Purple, purple Rain. rain. <laughs> Prince, Purple Rain. Not the lightest of the genres, but Prince is my, that's my go-to. I knew it. I knew it. Now everyone else knows it too. Well, Carrie, this was so much fun chatting with you and everyone. Thank you you so much for listening. You know more about Carrie now. Make sure to follow along, rate, and subscribe, and we will catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.